Before we get into today's episode, we want to tell you about the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny. This podcast will get you ready for the NFL draft as Mina is joined by her friends each episode to talk about the latest NFL storylines. That's the Mina Kimes show featuring her dog, Lenny. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The ESPN NHL podcast with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. Welcome to another edition of the In the Crease podcast. That's Emily Kaplan. I'm Linda Cohn. We always appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's getting down to crunch time. This is really exciting. Uh, it goes without saying. I've run out of words, Emily, uh, to describe uh, what's happening. I mean, we, I know we have a few playoff positioning going on. You know, the Eastern Conference has been locked up forever, but because we knew which teams were there. Um, the West, of course, and I'll get to the East in a second because there are a couple of things going on there. I want to talk about teams really playing well at the right time and then teams that aren't. And I'm talking about playoff teams and which who which team should be the most concerned. Uh, but we have to start with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, there as we speak now, Emily, uh, you know, if you were going to say, Linda, what's would you bet money on Vegas for pulling this out miraculously? The answer would be no. Uh, they've had their chances and all that. Uh, but the big story that has led to this adversity has been the loss of their number one goaltender, Robin Leonard. And the week that you had first breaking the story that Robin Leonard was done for the year and then getting pushback from multiple places, including the team and the head coach. So I think it's important for our listeners just to find out what you go through. I mean, when you attempt to break a story and then there's a lot of pushback, uh, what goes through your mind and break it down for us, Emily? Okay. Well, firstly, thank you for all of this. And we're going to get into it because it's so interesting. I just got to give the disclaimer, Linda. We're at the end of the season. We're traveling a ton. It's the grind. I'm playing hurt right now. If my voice does not sound good, I've been in five cities in seven days. It's been a rough month. So apologies if I sound nasally. You're being the mom. Do I sound nasally? Uh, I understand you perfectly. Okay, perfect. That said, it's been a wild few days, Linda. Um, you know, I got this information about what was going on with Robin Leonard and the Golden Knights uh, on Thursday night. And what I found out was that Robin had told the team that he was going to get season ending surgery. You know, he had the shoulder injury. He had played through the entire year. Um, he knew he needed surgery on it. He kept putting it off. He gets his major knee injury on March 8th. Um, and then he tries to come back from that. He's battling. He understands how important it is for this team to get the playoffs. He wants to play before the end of the regular season. The last time I talked to him was right when he went home for that road trip, March 8th. I remember he sent me a DM said, I'll be back before the playoffs. That was his last message. He's fought back, and then all of a sudden his body broke down. Behind the scenes, I think there's been um, some not great behavior by the coaching and the management of, you know, maybe questioning Robin and how hurt he is. It's a very – it's a delicate situation, um, but I knew this information to be true, so I put it out there. And I think the most interesting thing to me is I've reported on the Golden Knights since day one, Linda. Like, I was on this van with them in Montana and Utah, and they're – reaching out to fans and grassroots and everything that organization stood for that first year. It was all about being humble and hardworking and fun. Like that was the identity, right? Yeah. 
they've steered away from that so quickly and the culture has shifted and there's now an impatience to win and there's a cutthroat behavior. Anyways, Robin told the team he was getting surgery. I reported. I know that to be true. I heard it from multiple sources. I had it confirmed. It's a pretty big story. You're not going to put it out there unless you're sure. In the meantime, me putting it out there interfered because the Golden Knights were mad and they figured out that they had a cap situation where Robin couldn't get the surgery right away. They needed him to sit on the bench on Sunday. And so for two days, my story was not true because Pete DeBoer denied it. Um, I had gotten information that they had told Robin, put off your surgery. We need to use it to sit on the bench on Sunday because of um, the cap. I sat on that because I'm like, let not make the story. Let me not interfere. Let's see how it played out. But I knew the information to be true. And the agreement they made with Robin was that after he sat on the bench, he could get his surgery. All the while, though, if you listen to Pete DeBoer, the way he denied my story, I just thought was very lawyerly. He said things like, to my knowledge. Uh, he said things like, I expect him to be here. Um, and so, you know, these are always delicate situations just throughout the entire time. I knew my reporting was, and it ended up being true. Yeah. And uh, what, what was that feeling when, it w- when people were pushing back? I mean, I know you never had doubts because you heard it from the source, but did you think about what people were thinking about you? A little bit, to be honest. And, you know, it was like Saturday. I had that game in Boston. I went on the pregame show. I gave this very cryptic update. Like, don't be shocked if, you know, I would be expecting Robin not to start on Sunday. We'll get clarity after that. And I was like, don't check my mentions today because it's just going to be everyone saying, here he is sitting on the bench. Look what an idiot you are Sunday. Um, And, you know, my credibility is all I have, right? And I work really hard for this. Um, So it was challenging, but I knew as long as what was worked it's supposed to happen behind the scenes happened that by Monday I would feel vindicated. And, you know, ultimately what my reported did come true. And good job not looking at your mentions. The other <laughs> thing is, you know, that's my hardest thing, Linda. I know you're getting good at it by not doing it. Let me ask you something. There was a lot of chatter around all those days and everything you just well documented right there to our listening audience is that um, there were people that said, Oh, Robin Leonard made this decision because he didn't approve of being pulled after allowing just one goal in a game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know the impetus for him. You know, I really haven't talked to Robin in the last couple of weeks at length. Um, to be honest, I don't know if he's in the best place right now. He's going to get this shoulder surgery. And I think he needs to take some time away this summer um, just to get right again, because, you know, Robin has been so open about his mental health. And I don't think the last couple of weeks has been easy. All I know is that he battled his ass off to be there for this team. And he felt like his body broke down. And, you know, the one goal that everyone is really getting on him for, I believe it was in that game against New Jersey when they lost the Hamburglar. I don't think he could have moved his shoulder in that. I think he was watching the puck. I literally don't think his body could move. And him being the competitor is like, what good am I for this team that's about to, you know, that's desperate for the playoffs if I can't be 100%. Let's just give it to Logan Thomas who's healthy. And kudos to uh, Logan, because uh, as we speak on a Wednesday, on Tuesday night, he gave it his all against the Dallas Stars, including making this dramatic save in overtime uh, to keep them in it alive. And then, you know, taking the shootout to round seven, the Vegas Golden Knights, the highly talented Vegas Golden Knights could not score a shootout goal. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So they can only look in the mirror, Emily, as a team that they have failed, failed. And it's not just the Jack Eichel situation. Let's let's remember the guy went through unprecedented surgery back in November. 
So don't blame him for this collapse just because his arrival after that didn't go great. But Emily, the team is full of talent. They couldn't get it done. Very disappointing. Well, Linda, I think the most interesting thing, and I don't want to gloss over what I reported because it's pretty absurd. They basically told the player, delay your surgery. The doctor approved Robin Leonard's surgery, said this is the best course of action. And they said, no, go sit on the bench hurt because we need this for the salary cap. And all season long, they've been doing things that have been kind of skirting the cap and, you know, really fudging things, putting guys on, putting guys off, making them available. And throughout the league, they're now enemy number one. Like they went from being these like humble underdogs everyone to root for to like the team everyone in hockey world was rooting against to lose to the Dallas Stars that night. And like that 180 shift is just fascinating to me how you can do that in five years. Let's move on to something uh, else that could be troubling, but not as severe as the Vegas Golden Knights missing the playoffs. And that's too bad because I would have looked forward to Vegas, Colorado first round matchup. That would have been fun. Right. And look, I feel for those players and I feel for that team. There's clearly immense pressure there to win. Like those guys battled, but like they just weren't a good team this year. They weren't healthy enough to be a good team and they weren't a team. Yeah, I'm not sure of their battle. I mean, honestly, Emily, I've watched a lot, a lot of their games lately. I mean, a lot of them tried, you know, the, the class, the guys that like, you know, the Alec Martinez is, you know, that guy's always showing up. Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, came back from. Yeah. Alec came back from a lot. Facial fractures, you know. Um, it, so there's going to be big changes. And you brought up a good point. They're always in to win now. So they're going to have big changes. <laughs> And if there are things they don't like, they're going to make the changes around that. All right. You know, mostly everything is figured out now. We, you know, we know Dallas is, pro- is going to be, you know, in the playoffs, uh, boring. I don't know what. I mean, it would be impossible to, for them to miss the playoffs now. So, um, but when we look at the, the matchups are all great. But the Western Conference matchup that I feel is just going to be so entertaining. It, it's not locked in yet, but we saw a glimpse of it last night. And I'm talking about Calgary, Nashville. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. they're not too, they're not, let's just say they're not two big market teams. I get it, right? But that series is going to be the most entertaining if it does happen. It looks like it will. From what we saw last night, they definitely don't like each other. Now we got to hope UC Soros is healthy. That was the reason why Nashville blew that uh, lead. Uh, you know, got scored upon on David Riddick uh, by Matthew Kachuk, his 41st goal with one tenth of a second left in regulation to send it into the extra time uh, where Pedersen won this game, uh, also beating David Riddick. But if Soros is healthy, Emily, to me, this is one of the most anticipated playoff series we're going to see. Okay, I don't want to rain on your parade. I don't think it looks good for you, say Saros, his availability in game one. It, that's bad for Nashville. He's one of the biggest reasons they're in the playoffs besides yep. Roman Yossi. Him and Roman Yossi are the two reasons completely. why they're actually a playoff team. I completely agree with you, Linda, that this is going to be amazing. And the thing that stuck out after that game was Milan Lucic giving this press conference and saying, you know, I've played more than a thousand games in this league. That was top five for me. The energy, the excitement, the physicality. He was like, that was awesome. And if that a player like Milan Lucic, who's been through it all, is getting amped up by it, like, how could you not? Yeah, I saw that quote, too. And I'm like, wait, does he know that was a regular season game and he still <laughs> put it in the top five? I mean, they did score him one second remaining. It was pretty baller. Like, those are the wins, like, when you retire that you do think back on. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, don't sleep on the Calgary Flames, period, by the way. 
because I know we're all jumping on for good reason. The avalanche, you know, they broke their four game losing streak. They look more like themselves. They're still going to get Gabriel Landeskog back come postseason time, uh, you know, and Ratanen is coming back as well. So those are not two slouches. I mean, those are two game changers. And one of them is your captain. Uh, so that I still think they're the team to be. But man, uh, under Daryl Sutter, speaking of winning now, Flames head coach Daryl Sutter, that's what he does. Like this is a guy that's not going to be around and behind the bench at Calgary for another five, 10 years. This is like in the next three years, they're going to win a Stanley Cup. That's how urgent, uh, you know, that he, urgency is his middle name because he wears on players. He did that with Los Angeles and they won two cups. So I feel that Calgary is going to be, uh, uh, I don't, they might be too good to be called a sleeper, Emily, out of the West, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in that Western Conference final. Um, you know, they have the goaltending and they have the depth. It's just, it's truly amazing to watch these guys score goals. Totally. I was surprised you didn't say the Blues and the Wild, which has been a matchup that's been locked in forever. Like, those guys play such great games against each other. The Blues are not the Blues that won the Stanley Cup. They're much more fast. They're, skill they're more skilled. They're faster. Um, you know, they don't have that big, heavy blue line anymore. And they can put up a ton of goals. And so can the Minnesota Wild, who are also a fast, skilled team. So those battles are awesome. I mean, the East, it's just, it's going to be oh. awesome. We've already have a few locked in. Toronto getting... Okay, sorry. We've gone through this entire podcast. We haven't talked about Austin Matthews getting 60 goals. The first American to do it. First guy since Steven Stamkos did it a decade ago. Like, the, my favorite thing about Austin Matthews getting 60, and I want to hear yours too, is his diversity in shots, Linda. Like, he's the best versatile shooter in the game. He had 28 off wristers. The rest of them are, like, equally split between snapshots, slap shots, tip-ins, wraparounds, backhanders, like, Sick. And he also hit 13 posts or he missed some. Like, what's your favorite thing about it? I just love Austin Matthews. You know, I got to talk with him and one-on-one uh, -on -one at the, the All-Star game. And I loved him before. I loved him even more after that. He's just so real and genuine. And all the haters came out. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. There are haters out there, even for Austin Matthews, where there's so much to love. Uh, Steven Stamko, shout out to him. First 100-point season of his career. Uh, he's been on fire on fire. And um, not only that, uh, you know, I mentioned Nikita Kucherov and they still have the best goalie in town, in any town, in Andre Vasilevsky. So uh, before the haters come out and rip the Leafs and rip Austin Matthews, just kind of take it one play at a time when these two teams go at it. But if Vasilevsky, even a little bit is off his game, they have a real good shot. And of course, Jack Campbell has to be stand on his head. I mean, same with Jonathan Quick. For Kings Oilers, as I jump back to the West, that's the only way the Kings are going to win. And if Mike Smith suddenly stops winning and playing like a, you know, he's 40 years old. He's fun to watch now. And I got to be honest, you know, I've been, I ripped Edmonton's goaltending for good reason. They both were awful. But whatever Mike Smith has drank, found, eaten, whatever it is, keep doing it. Maybe it's the TB12 method for Tom Brady. He's 40 years old and he's playing like he's 30, that he's won 10 straight starts. He almost scored a goal yesterday. So the only way the Edmonton Oilers are going to lose is if somehow Mike Smith isn't Mike Smith, the way he's played the last three weeks. And, um, you know, Jonathan Quick stands on his head. And shout out to Evander Kane, who has just been absolutely lights out, not only on the ice, but he 
has been a great teammate with the Edmonton Oilers. They have welcomed him, embraced him. Connor McDavid said it the other day. They're always looking for something. And Connor McDavid reiterated, the captain of the team, that he's been something for us, not only on the ice, but as a teammate in the dressing room. And you could tell by the body language, I mean, of how he feels playing with his team. And look at what it's done for McDavid. And Not that he needed help, but honestly, look what McDavid has been doing. He's like, oh, wait a minute. That guy, Jonathan Huberto, is trying to take the Art Ross from me? No freaking way. And Connor McDavid is going crazy, like four, four point and nine games and everything. Um, so anyway, um, back to Toronto and Austin Matthews, a tremendous achievement. I listen, lightning are going to be tough to beat, though, Emily. But here's what we know. Oilers in the NHL postseason in the Stanley Cup playoffs win, win. I feel sorry for the Kings because the Oilers are playing well. The Lightning are playing well going into the postseason. The Pittsburgh Penguins are not playing well. I'm really concerned about the Penguins. They may not even hang on to that third place spot in the Metro. The Capitals missing Alex Ovechkin. They missed an opportunity Tuesday night to grab that third place spot in the Metro. Um, it's still up in the air as we speak, Emily, but you want to play well going into the playoffs. Even if you're losing games, you still want to play well. Penguins, even with the great Sidney Crosby, not playing close to their best. And um, that's going to be a problem. For sure. Okay, I want to end this with this, Linda. I want to share a story because I was between the benches. I think it might be my swan song between the benches for the season, but it was a sick game. Behind the scenes from between the benches. It was Caps versus the Maple Leafs on Sunday night. The Caps go up 3-1. Ovechkin's injured. He hasn't come back. The Leafs were completely dead. Second night of back-to-back. All of a sudden found life and then went in the shootout. But I saw one of the sickest shootout moves I think I've seen all year. It was Genny Kuznetsov is coming down the ice. Did you see this? I saw the highlight, but re- refresh our listeners. He was going so slow, so slow. Then he takes a stick in his hand and just starts twirling it. Like literally lifts it in the air and twirling it. Anyway, me and Justin Schultz is to my left of the Capitals defenseman. And he's kneeling down and he's just looking at me. And we're both just cracking up. just laughing like, can you believe this right now? Anyway, thank goodness of getting this net up score because I feel like he wouldn't have heard the end of it if he didn't. But it was just one of the cooler shootout moves I'd seen in a while. Yeah. And again, this is why I can't stand shootouts. No offense. That would be a great move for an all-star game. <laughs> you know, when points are on the line, I can't take it. I hated that the Dallas-Vegas game was determined by a shootout. Um, yeah, I'm all for making the three-on-threes a bit longer uh, and, and see what happens, but I can't stand the shootouts. It was fun at the beginning, but that's maybe for another conversation on another day. Uh, but Emily, what do you got going on? Uh, uh, Linda, it's, um, like I said, I'm just trying to rest up the next couple of days. I've got to write two stories, got to, you know, pack up my life because Monday, uh, Sunday, I'll be flying out for the playoffs. Don't know my assignment yet, but I know I'll probably be gone for the better part of two months. So, uh, this is a grind time for me. How about you? Okay, well, that's great. I'll be holding down in the crease, at least for that first week of the postseason. See it after every game is over on ESPN+. Plus. Well, that'll do it for us in another fabulous edition of In the Crease. Enjoy the rest of the regular season, everyone. Emily, rest up. And we'll talk to you next week when we play for real. <laughs> <laughs>